0: It wasn't intended to be a startup in the very beginning, uh, but quickly I realized there was a bigger opportunity and then spent a lot of time, I think maybe four or five months at it, just as, on the side, uh, working on Product Hunt, and it just kept growing and growing and then had to make a decision, you know, do I uh, make this a full-time thing? Do I bring on, you know, more people to help? Um, and clearly the latter was chosen
1: right at the cusp of something huge.
0: We are at a crossroads and the future is
1: completely within our control.
0: We're living through the single biggest
2: culture shift of our time. This is the time for us to just really take charge.
1: That's what revolutions do. They enable the impossible. You're listening to The
2: Growth Show with Mike Volpe. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to another episode of The Growth Show. I'm Dave Gerhart, pinch-hitting for Mike today. Usually I'm the one behind the scenes, but had to get uh, in front of the mic to talk to Eric and Ryan from Product Hunt. Uh, What's up, guys? Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Hey, Dave. How's it going, man? Thanks for having us.
2: Yeah, so um, let's start off with, for the people that might not be familiar with Product Hunt, what is Product Hunt? How do you guys explain it?
0: Yeah, so Product Hunt, it's a community, it's a site where people submit links to new products. So these are a lot of mobile apps or websites or other products and technology. And then each day people upvote what they find most interesting or useful. Um, the coolest part though for me, honestly, is, is a discussion that happens between the makers of those products and the consumers themselves. And then you, we do it again every day. So it's uh, it's been fun. And uh, just to clarify, all the all the products that
1: are featured on Product Hunt, we we try to get the, the founders, the, the creators of them in the conversation so that uh you know, customers and users can ask. Know, how was the product built or, mm-hmm. or what were they thinking or what they want, you know, give feedback on the product. So yeah.
2: Know, yeah. So yeah. since uh you know we're gonna be talking a lot about growth, um, maybe give give people that are listening a sense of you know how big you guys are. Obviously, don't talk about any numbers that you you can't talk about, but just um you know, what are some of the metrics that you guys like to brag about?
0: Yeah. We actually look at our, our most important metric honestly is how much outbound traffic we're driving. And it's a little bit different than what maybe uh, publications look at, which are oftentimes time on site or page use. We really want people to find new, interesting products. And so we measure that just by how many products are they discovering, by how many are they clicking on. And so we're driving well over 3.5 million clicks, outbound clicks, every single month to products featured on the site. Um, so we're driving significant traffic to, especially early products that just launched. It's usually day day one for them, yeah. And giving them that that initial boost is is a huge momentum builder for them. Well,
2: it's it's funny one of the one of the things that's a good uh, segue. One of the things I wanted to ask you guys was, you know, it, it seems like for the last couple of years, if you're a startup, you know, getting an article in TechCrunch was like the big launch moment. Um, you know, for better or worse, right? Um, but now it seems like getting on product hunt is kind of what a lot of people are centering their launch around. Is that a shift that you guys have, have noticed? And you know, maybe how are how are some of the ways people are launching there?
0: Yeah, we're we're seeing some interesting things happen. Um, there are some people who kind of don't go the traditional press route and, and press launch and just use product hunt partly because they they really want to focus on building a product and not you know talking to reporters and going through that whole process. Um, Whether that's the right strategy or not depends on what you're launching and what your goals are. Um, But yeah, we have some people doing some cool stuff like offering exclusive discounts or early access just to the product hunt community, and we have people creating fun landing pages. Um, In fact, today, uh, Packet Zoom launched, and they're offering a discount to the product hunt community, and they they took the the, uh, Glasshole Kitty um, (laughs) little mascot guy and created a Glasshole Cheetah. Yeah. (laughs) If you go to their, their landing page on the site right now, you'll see it. Uh, it's pretty ridiculous. That's it's awesome. awesome. There's some people who also have a, a badge on their site that called Don't
1: Hunt Me Yet. Like, they're not ready for Product Hunt yet. Please don't. Don't hunt them. <laughs> they're
2: just kind of observing for now?
1: Well, well they, they want to launch a product up, but they want to be ready for it. <laughs> gotcha. But to your point, we've, we've had over 100 people write uh, essays or, or mini stories about their experience on Product Hunt and how they would do it better next time or advice mm-hmm. to other entrepreneurs. So that's a, another thing we've yeah. really happy about.
2: So I, I want to kind of take that angle with you guys actually and, and you know rewind back and talk about how this whole thing um, got started. Um, so the uh, the initial idea, Ryan, was basically just an email list and this was something that you were kind of sharing with your friends when you saw interesting stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was the easiest thing for me uh, to build was an email list because I'm one, not an engineer and two, I had no idea people really cared about finding new products. I mean. I knew that me and my circle of friends like talking about products and sharing them, but um, I wasn't about to go, you know, contract an engineer to build something, um, like, and spend several weeks and several thousand dollars on that first.
2: All right, and it's interesting that you said that because I think a lot of people they default to, you know, building a website, getting Facebook up, getting Twitter up, but the, pa- the email can be a super powerful channel, and it. it seems like it was for you guys.
0: hmm Absolutely. Um, Embarrassingly, actually, we didn't set up a Facebook page until like months (laughs) after product had started. Um,
2: Did you you start the idea, like, were you like, I am setting out to build this as a business or was it kind of like a little side project that you were kind of curating on, you know, on the side and then it exploded?
0: Yeah, it was just an experiment. It was, I I had various experiments, whether it's landing pages or email lists and um, it wasn't intended to be a startup in the very beginning. Uh, but quickly I realized there was a bigger opportunity and then spent a lot of time, I think maybe four or five months at it, just as on the side uh, working on Product Hunt and it just kept growing and growing and then had to make a decision. You know, do I uh, make this a full-time thing? Do I bring on you know, more people to help? Um, and clearly the latter was chosen.
2: Yeah, what, uh, what was that moment like? What, was there a particular thing that happened? You hit X number of visitors or, or, or something happened where you were like, all right, I'm gonna double down on this and this is gonna become a business?
0: Yeah, it was kind of a a number of things. It was, you know, honestly, I was thinking about do I continue working on this as a side project and as like a lifestyle business and, um, you know, looking at just where Product Hunt could go and what it could become was was part of the reasoning and and the thought that was put into that decision, but also just the natural growth. It was around 50% month over month growth um, continuously in the very beginning and then talking with some of the the YC partners and and Y Combinator, um, some investors and and realizing that to actually get to the next step, I need a lot of help. <laughs> um, so whether it's engineering help or community help, um, design help, and one path for that was raising money and and being able to to bring on a team.
2: And the best part is that you guys still have that email going today, right? Um, still, the daily email still still is going out. And uh, you know, one of the things that I've I've seen you guys talk about is you know how that email is so sticky. Do you think do you think it's because it goes out at the same time every day or is it more important that it's just going out?
0: Yeah, it's there's a number of things. I think part of it is yeah, the consistency Monday through Friday, 7:30 Pacific time, I hit that button on Mailchimp and Mailchimp gives me a little monkey fist of joy. <laughs> yeah, um, the
2: little high five.
0: Yeah, yeah, people that have used Mailchimp know what I'm talking about. Um and I still prepare that every every morning. Um the content in the email though is is uh, there's is worth noting. There's there's yesterday's top 10 most upvoted products. So that's consistent and that's content people care about, especially those that just want a quick summary and don't want to dig into the trenches. Uh, but it also includes something that people wouldn't expect, something that's uh, variable. And like today it's, it's cool Chrome extensions. Other times it's rad GIF apps. Um, sometimes it's like products that help other people. I mean, it's just different collections of products that you wouldn't necessarily search for or anything like that. And the reason for that is it's, it's, stuff that people are surprised and delighted in some ways to, to open up every morning.
2: Um, I yeah.
0: just ha- want to echo that real quick. Yeah, go for it. Of, of something that's really consistent. It's something that
1: they expect every day and also a little surprise. And maybe it's a podcast episode or maybe mm-hmm. it's sign up here and you'll get stickers or maybe it's, we have a question for the community. You know, what should, you know, what should we build or what do you think of this design? Uh, but kind of, yeah, uh, consistent and surprised.
2: Yeah. So I want to ask you guys this. Um, a lot of, you, you see a lot of articles written about email, and it's like, okay, here's the five best times to send email. Do you believe in that, or is it just kind of finding what works for you guys, and you know, maybe just give, give some advice on you know, starting an email strategy for your business?
0: In my opinion, I think it's, it depends on, first, your audience and what the content is. So for us, the reason why it's in the morning is because these are people who are entrepreneurs, a lot of people working in startups, and they're starting their day at their computer, oftentimes checking email, and so we can immediately fit within that workflow. It also is a great Kickstarter to the day, so we get a flood of activity and, and visitors to sort of get the ball rolling, have comments flow in, upvotes flow in, that kind of thing. Um, but it might be different if you're if you're building um, maybe something that's around entertainment or, or watching movies or TV or something, maybe in the evenings better, where people are coming home and they're relaxing and they're trying to find out like what to do tonight. Yeah. It depends on what habit you're trying
1: to build. For us, we're, we're trying to build, you know, every day you wake up, what, what are the cool new products that, that, are, that are coming out? Yeah, you, so it's you, not you guys want struggle.
2: people to start your day with product yeah.
1: time. It's not too early that there are no products up. You know, 7.30 Pacific time, it's 10.30 Eastern time. There's already, you know, a lot of activity happening. But it, it's not too late that, you know, a lot of a lot more exciting stuff is about to happen after the email as well.
2: Yeah. So this this habit, a lot of people have written about, like this this habit of the the daily kind of routine of you know checking in on Product Hunt has kind of has played a big role in in your growth. But it's so hard to do today. Like you know you have a million, but by the time you even wake up, you have a million texts. There's you know Twitter, email. How how do you think you guys broke into that mix of getting inside of somebody's daily routine?
0: Ryan's written a bit about habits, before.
2: That's why I wanted to ask him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, part of it is the variability is important um, that Eric mentioned, and that if it's if it's predictable, people won't really care as much. Um, to use kind of a comparison or, or something that is very habit for me is email, and Nia writes about this in the book. Um, email is something that, you know, we might hate it. We might hate it all the time, but you always check your email, and part of it, that itch is knowing, like, what is that email that, that is in my inbox right now? Maybe it's spam, or maybe it's some... Uh, message from some woman on OKCupid or something that you're really excited about. <laughs> right. Um So, you know, having that variability of, and surprise is really important. Um, consistency is also important too. You don't want to, um, you know, drastically change behavior in some ways. So, when we first built Product Hunt, we we're me and Nathan were we're trying to figure out okay, what what behaviors and what models could we actually use um, as sort of like a, a starting point. And we didn't want to recreate the wheel, um, and so that's why Product Hunt looks a lot like Reddit and Hacker News and Dig and other community sites like that before it.
2: I read that you guys think one of the biggest mistakes you know people make entrepreneurs is that they're not bugging their customers enough. Um, you know, the word bugging kind of sounds like spam. So you know, talk a little bit about um, what that means for you guys, and, and maybe why people don't do that enough, and why they should.
1: I think people. Like people in the community, people love to help. People love to be involved and feel like their voice is contributing to, to the broader community. So we, we early on, one of our core philosophies was building in public. And so Ryan, you know, would put Envision mock-ups up so people could give feedback. We would ask questions about what people want to see. I think, I think of it, even bugging implies like you're bothering someone. I think asking community questions you know when we put that in vision, like what three hundred people? There were three hundred companies or like yeah, three hundred, uh, several hundred. Uh, uh, people want if if people are excited about what you're doing, they want to be involved and and creating easy ways for really easy ways, like fill out a type form or or just add comments, but optional ways. Right, it is a really good good way. So it was in the daily email. You know we're not sending separate emails about that. Like we're not we're not we're not like directly messaging buggy people, but we're. We're giving them the opportunity to have their voice heard, and, and you know,
0: across a wide audience. And going back to the, the habits aspect of that as well. So, emails or notifications are, are all external triggers, and they're things that give you a direct prompt to take some action. Those those are the easiest things to influence behavior. Of course, there's, um, uh, there's there could be too much sometimes. If you overwhelm people, they will unsubscribe and never listen. But external triggers are the things that will most quickly bring people back to your site in the beginning, and they won't have that that internal trigger or that desire or thought to come to product hunt or, um, go to some service, you know, until they've built that habit or until it's kind of been accepted in their mind that this is useful and valuable. So having these external triggers and these reminders is really important in the beginning, especially when people have just heard about your service. And frankly, like people want to be reminded. That's what I think people assume that, that every email is kind of bugging them or asking them if you provide value, people want to hear from you.
2: Yeah, and, and to, to your earlier point, I think, you know, it works because you you guys have done a great job of kind of giving the community ownership and saying, like, hey, we're not just bugging you because we want you to see something. We're giving you an opportunity to, to comment and share with us and share with the rest of the community.
1: And when we take one of the community members' ideas, we give them credit. You know, we encourage their own their own products, or their own, you know, community projects. And yeah. They give us an idea. We, we'll publicly... What does that look
2: like? Just like a shout out to them when you, when you push it out?
1: Yeah, in, in the email or, or notification or... Uh, or on Twitter, or, or we'll, we're about to have, we have a few community projects that people in the community have built that will put us products on Product Hunt. Um, nice. You know, the, even the logo was created by, a, uh, by someone in the community.
2: That's awesome. How, how important was it for you guys to find influencers early on? And, and maybe you know, answer that with the kind of lens of, somebody's starting a new business or they're working on something, like how important is it for you to find those couple people who are very vocal and influential to help spread the word early?
0: For us, it's incredibly important, Not uh, kind of going back to the email question, it it may not be important for your business at all, but for us it is because this is, uh, one, a community of uh, entrepreneurs and people who have some opinion and experience in products. And so people also want to hear from those people. Um, In the very beginning, it was mostly friends, and some of those friends were were high-profile VCs or entrepreneurs. Um, And then growing out from there made it easier because those people were already invested in using the product and commenting, other people who were also influential or connected in the startup world knew those people, and they also then adopted it. And then we would just actively try to to encourage and, and welcome certain people too, just so that we could kind of build up that influencer base. A lot of that was through manual emails and tweets and, and whatnot.
2: What's the ask? What's the ask for those guys? Like, you know, uh, when I when I think about some of the people that you that you guys had on early super busy people who probably get pitched on a million different things every day. What was the ask for you to get their attention?
0: In the very beginning, they were all people I knew and had known for a year, two, three years maybe. So it was just more, hey friends, uh, I'm working this, this thing. What do you think? And it wasn't like I was asking very much. It was just check it out and if you find cool products, submit them. It wasn't that we were asking them to like write a, a blog post or spend like hours or a lot of time really to contribute. So that's that's kind of the beauty is that it doesn't take more than five seconds to contribute to product. You just enter a link, name, and tagline for a product and you're done. And it just also goes to show that
1: product started in December 2013, but it really started, you know, a couple years earlier when Ryan just first started blogging and kind of building his, his audience and relationships.
2: Right. It's just the public-facing kind of piece of it came after.
0: Yeah. And actually, I'll expand on that because this is relevant to maybe some people listening is uh, you know, a lot of people want to start a startup and a lot of you know, people, they go on a weekend, maybe a hackathon, and they're like, all right, we're going to build a business. Um, and that's fine. Like, that's one way to go about it. But I guess what I would suggest is always invest in, in yourself and your network and your relationships uh, as soon as possible. And, and don't think that you're going to build a business like today or this weekend, but, you know, think long term. And so going back to what Eric touched on, um, just I, I had met a lot of people in San Francisco in the startup world and, and writing and, and doing just small brunches amongst some people, at least built up, small amount of credibility to uh, reach those people when I did start the business, when I did start, I guess, the experiment at the time.
2: And I think um, one of the things that I see you guys do a lot is you're still out there personally reaching out to people. Um, you have a million things going on. Why, why make that a priority? Like you, you're already you know on the path to success. You have a big community. Like why do you care about reaching out to people and saying like, hey, thanks for the tweet at this point?
1: If one of the, if you're trying to build a, a community, an authentic, genuine community that takes relationships. You know, a lot of people feel, uh, uh, you know, feel, you know, not just that they're, you know, contributing our products up, but they feel like they're friends of Ryan, me, Corley, of you know the rest of the team, and uh, you know we want to cr- we want to you know grow that and grow the community. So obviously it doesn't scale to reach out to every single person manually, but uh, it's important to. To you know, handle those relationships. Project started as a, a side project, authentic community, and it's important that we still you know keep in touch with the pulse of of the community.
2: Yeah, and even if you think about the brands that a lot of people like today, whether it's you know JetBlue or whoever, you see those people actually going out and responding. And so, for you guys to actually have names and faces to do the same thing, I'm sure it just goes just as far.
1: And just one point, one of the core philosophies of, of Product Hunt from early on, Ryan Institute, it was no, uh, no brands can talk. It's all, it's all people. It's all faces. Because uh, huh. people want to talk to people. Right. Uh, you know, and so we got to, you know. So
0: there's no,
2: there's, no, there's no like personal tweets from the Product Hunt handle? All that stuff's happening from your individual accounts?
0: hmm Yeah. Or, or um, to, to emphasize, it's, it's more the, the accounts on Product Hunt. Every single one of them are real people and not the brand of the company uh, for example, so it's when you're talking to someone it's the designer or it's the engineer It's the CEO of that company that you're directly speaking with
2: gotcha gotcha um, The other thing that you guys have done, you know that kind of goes with the whole Paul Graham doing things that don't scale Talk about some of the stuff that the, the more surprise and delight stuff that you know You're not going to see in in your business textbook But some of the things that you guys have done and, and how it's really impacted the uh, community growth uh,
1: a couple of things one and we were talking about earlier about shout outs. We, uh, we sent a thousand stickers and, uh, and a bunch of handwritten cards to, uh, to users just thanking them for, for, for their contribution. We, we've had uh, community organized uh, meetups in 50 different cities. Um,
0: what else have we done? My, my favorite is the stickers, honestly, yeah. partly because, uh, you know, how often do you get mailed yeah. stickers in a handwritten <laughs> note? and also not knowing what you're getting. So we actually in the email at one point asked, hey, can you send us your address? We'll send you something. And then a month later we sent it and people are still tweeting us every now and then. Every day actually we get screenshots of people saying, hey, thanks, this is awesome.
2: Do, do you uh, think about like, okay, we spent we spent $2,500 on t-shirts and stickers. Like we need to make X amount of money back or how do you figure the ROI of that?
0: Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's really hard to measure. Um, one of the the philosophies or thoughts really is is just thinking just asking yourself a question how can I delight the community or, or what would I like like to have done to me to be delightful and by using that that frame it gives your your kind of a mind an opportunity to explore some ideas and yeah. you know I don't know the right way to, to measure that we could probably tag all those users in mix panel and, and measure their engagement no it,
2: it was a it was a leading question I was hoping you'd answer it the way you yeah. did yeah. <laughs>
1: Also, we've done events both large and small. We did a a happy hour in San Francisco. I think had over a thousand people, Uh, and that was just kind of you know all you know. We paid open bars just for our community, just out of appreciation. And then we've also done smaller brunches and dinners uh, to just keep engaging our influencer community. And and, you know, early on, it was it was Ryan was asking uh, you know it was just among friends. But then then it was once we start had a base, it was like how can we help get more traffic to to the companies you work with or your company, or and, and you know, we reach out from there.
2: Yeah, and that kind of fits in with your whole mission of just driving traffic from your site to theirs. Um, might be a silly question, but now, now that you guys are at this this point, like how do you, what are you doing to keep growing? Like you've great stuff happening, you're growing month over month, but at some point that, that has to stop and those conversations get harder to have. Like what are you doing um, to keep things moving?
0: Yeah. So there's there's a big question then how how deep do you go in in tech in the product community that we're in now versus expand to other communities. So we're doing both ultimately. Um, so I'll speak to the fact that we're actually launching something later this this week uh, to extend the Product Hunt platform to other places. Uh, ultimately, want Product Hunt to be everywhere. So we we launched the Chrome extension a couple weeks ago. Uh, we have an iOS app will be on Android eventually. We also can imagine product hunt in other sites or other apps in the future. So giving people more opportunities to discover and use product hunt is, is part of that growth question. Um, there's, of course, a lot of things in inside the product itself. How can we make it stickier, more useful, more engaging? Um, and then the longer term is like, how do we expand to other types of categories of products and communities of people that this kind of tech-centric community m- may not be appealing to, to everyone in the world?
2: Are you guys, are you, how do you think about that? Just pick pick one, roll out, test it, see if it's working, and then kind of just keep taking that strategy.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of thought. We actually I'm looking at a whiteboard right now of um, our grandmaster plans. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we we're looking one. What patterns are we seeing right now? Which types of of categories of products are already um, getting some traction inside the current community, and what overlaps does our community have with others outside of it? We're not going to jump to ones that are, are really outside of our domain because it's really hard to to create a brand new community from scratch. So we're looking to, to leverage and, and hear from our community, like what would you guys want? What type of product hunt category would you want to see? Um, that's part of it. I mean, there's a number of other things, such as like how much creation is happening within that, that category. If it's something that's really cyclical, like maybe vehicles, like automobiles, uh, that's kind of hard to build a daily habit out of. So we're looking for something that, that really needs... Some some help in curation and and has an opportunity to build a community. Also worth noting is that uh, early on, especially we we are
1: we were growing very fast. We were also growing very uh, contained, you know, like uh, it's product is democratic, and then anyone can vote for for the products and, and influence you know what's at the top. But the people who could post and comment. Uh, was a very small percentage of our users. Uh, one, because we couldn't, you know, physically handle all the all the posts and comments. And two, because we wanted to make sure that the quality was very high. That when people came every day to Product Hunt, it was the products that were at the top. Were 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 you know things that people trusted. And so, uh, over time, we've thought about how we can open up very gradually that system of, of, of you know, people who can comment, people who can, who can post. And I think it's just worth that. Sometimes to to grow over the long term, you have to sacrifice growth in the in the short term, and that's uh, you know keeping quality high, keeping trust high, and keeping it to something that we can we can maintain.
2: Yeah, that's really well said. Uh, before we wrap up, gotta ask you because you know no one will know better than than you guys. So, what are give some listeners what are the what are some of the apps and companies that that are really interesting to to you guys right now? Who's worth watching over the next couple months?
0: Ooh, where do we start? Um, hmm. It's, it's almost like we had, we've seen so much, like which, which direction we go. Um,
2: just send them to Product Hunt.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go to Product Hunt. Um, there's kind of some interesting trends and some, some things happening. Uh, there's one particular trend that I've been watching, and I, I, there's no specific product I'd point to point as like one I would invest in per se, but there's this trend that uh, it kind of can just describe these as like invisible apps, and these are, are things that live inside of email or SMS or Twitter or other platforms. And they're things that you interact with that don't really have their own interface. It's not like an app you download that you, you know, add to your pages and pages of screens, but it's, it's something that you can text message. For example, um, like Chloe is one of them. Uh, the Chloe's a service where you can just text message Chloe, a question, like, where should I go for dinner tonight? I'm in the mood for Mexican food and she will respond to you. Um, magic, which was uh, pretty well known, I think maybe a month ago when they launched, it's a text message service where you can request anything on demand to be delivered or done for you. Um, so really wide open, but really fascinating space.
2: What, what was the what was the other one? Was it Ethan?
0: Uh, Ethan, Ethan, I described <laughs> very similar. It's not an invisible app in that it's it's, it's it is its own app. But Ethan is a, a interesting guy. We chatted with him. Still don't know who he is exactly. <laughs> but yeah, he, he built an app. He called it Ethan, and it's an app for messaging Ethan.
2: <laughs> Only um, Ethan only Ethan. What was the what's the what's the weirdest thing that's gotten the most traction on Product Hunt? Ooh. What's the weirdest uh, thing? Think? Besides Ethan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, besides Ethan.
1: Glitter. Sure. Yeah, ship your enemies glitter. Where well, you can it just does exactly what it says. Ship your enemies glitter. Uh, Yo. It's kind of weird. <laughs> the Yo app, which uh, Oh
2: yeah.
1: That blew up on Product Hunt. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about uh the com- I mean it might be cliche at this point but Meerkat and Periscope, uh, but just the live streaming of everything and yeah. how that's gonna change interaction. And both are beautifully designed apps, and and doing very well. Um,
2: yeah, and I think you guys, you guys, you know, did a lot to help to spread those. So I know we're having, we're chatting with Ben in a couple of weeks. So I'm, you know, excited to chat more about that. But guys, thanks so much uh, for coming on. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thanks for having Thank
2: us. You. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of The Growth Show. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd be pumped if you left us a quick review on iTunes. Also, if you want, you can chat about this episode, share some feedback, or even suggest future guests. Uh, just head on over to inbound.org growth. That's inbound.org growth. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again soon.